You wouldn't think you could find joy in the midst of difficult life events, but you can if you know how to look for it. Today's episode is an interview with someone who did just that. Stuck in the world's busiest airport after her flight was canceled, our guest today, Jennifer Uren, shares what she did while waiting on standby for another flight, anxious to get to her destination for a speaking engagement the next day. Besides being one of the most interesting stories I've heard in a while, today's episode illustrates a relationship lesson the rest of us can use to find joy even when life takes us in a direction we'd rather not go. But before we get into all this, here's a word from Carol. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol. As with every episode, I'm here to help you find more joy in the relationships God designed for you. If you're new to the podcast, the easiest way to access all past and future episodes is to go to johnsertalic.com. That's John with an H and Sertalic with C-E-R-T-A-L-I-C dot com. Add your name and email and then click on the follow or subscribe button near the top of the page. Near the end of today's show, I'm going to explain a new technology I want to try out that involves your participation. It has the potential to be great fun, but more on that later. To begin, here's my interview with Jennifer Uren. It starts with why I contacted her in the first place. The reason I contacted you was because of a a Facebook post that you posted um, back on August 24th. You mentioned that you were in the airport waiting to catch a flight and you were delayed quite a yes. bit. And let, uh, let me just read what you wrote and I'd like to hear you sure. talk about it. So you're right. Uh, Monday, I was delayed and hung out at the airport all day and people watched. When you pay attention, you can find connections and ways to serve weary travelers. Like the older gentleman making calls and getting the runaround and hearing, hearing him say, I don't have anything to write with. So you jump up and bring, a, bring him a pen so he doesn't have to call back. Or the mom standing in line to talk with the gate agent while her toddler explores and you make eye contact to let her know you'll be her second set of eyes. Or the gentleman who has been on standby all day with you and just needed someone to hear his story and how he misses his dog. Uh, tell, tell me what brought that on, the, your comments and your observations. Yeah, well, it was a, this was the week that Dallas had an amazing amount of rain and suddenly everything flooded. So I was headed to Dallas for a conference. And so all the flights were being canceled and delayed. And there were a lot of us there in this situation. And so mm -hmm. I got to the airport, which is about 90 minutes from my house. I got there in plenty of time. It was sunny. I checked in as I'm sitting at the gate. I get the notification that my flight has been canceled. And so when I go up to talk to them, they tell me, you are rebooked for tomorrow, which I'm panicking a little bit because um, it was a 5.15 a.m. flight. So I'm thinking, 
Do I drive home and get back up in the middle of the night? Do I get a hotel? I'm supposed to present at this conference at the pre-conference the next morning. So my plan had been, I built in all this buffer time. I was prepared. I had this plan. And as I sat there watching all the frustration being directed at gate agents because there were standby lists that people weren't clearing. There was a list of 32 on one of the flights and two people cleared the list. Wow! So people were still waiting. And as I heard other people say, well, this started to me yesterday at 6 p.m. So I knew people were in a a worse, frustrating, more frustrating, worse shape than I was. I started to switch my mentality from being frustrated over what was and was no longer, which were my travel plans. And I started thinking about what could be, which was expense for a hotel, all these expenses. And Mm. I thought, how can I take what was and won't be, what could be, and think about what is right now? And so I just started, I thought, I have nowhere to be. I will just continue to sort of do the the waitlist surfing. But I sat there just watching people in this other situation. And I I just started thinking, what is it um, that God wants me to do here? Because mm. there's probably a reason. And I could sit here and squander this opportunity, or I could sit here and look for opportunities. And so while I was sitting at the gate waiting for my first standby that I didn't clear, a woman walks by and her t-shirt says, expect miracles. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And so then I went into the restroom a few minutes later. And as I'm walking in, a woman's walking out and her shirt says, God's got this. I thought, okay, then I'm here for a reason. (laughs) And I will sit here and just observe. And those were just three of the three of the interactions I had. There were a few more that weren't quite as succinct, but um, the first one, handing a pen to that gentleman, he came over to return it and he said, you've saved me days of follow-up. He said, it took so long to get to that person and I was about to cry. Wow. So it was a simple gesture, but it was a, a significant impact. And I didn't know. Yeah. Just, just handing a guy a pen. Had yeah. tremendous impact and saved him days of time. Yes. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. And, and then the mom with the with the toddler, that must have been yeah. frantic for her trying to catch a flight and make arrangements. Yeah. And she had she had an older son who was probably about six or seven trying to watch the toddler, but he was getting distracted. And so I think um, with her, I just sort of, you know, made that eye contact and I paid attention and I'd keep reining him in. And I think it just put her at ease that she still was paying attention to him because she doesn't know me from anyone. And, you know, who am I? But I think just to, to be able to focus on what she needed to do at the gate with the gate agent and not be quite as panicked about, do I have to step out of line, lose my spot? You know, my six-year-old is not doing what I need him to do, but he's six. He doesn't understand that responsibility. So it was just a simple gesture. Um, There's something about airports, I think, that really uh, create these micro communities and the different gates and the different flights. And um, it's Mm -hmm. kind of a fun thing. Yeah. And then the the man who was missing his dog. That was interesting, too. How, How did you know that? Well, he... He was a very tall man, 
and I'm a very short woman. And we just kept ending up in the same lines to try to clear standby. And so we just started chatting. And he was telling me he'd been doing this all day. He's like, if I don't make these flights, I'm going to have to figure out where this tall body is going to lay down and sleep in this airport. And and he said, thankfully, I have a neighbor who lets my dog out. He said, I would be so distraught if I didn't have someone to take care of my dog for me because my dog's going to be worried. And he just he just shared about his dog. Uh-huh. And uh, we ended up um, in standby again on another flight that I cleared. I don't know if he cleared it or not, but uh, he just kept telling everyone, um, this woman, she's been traveling too. She, If you got to travel with someone, she's the one to travel <laughs> with. And I thought, that's really oh. funny because we're not really traveling together, but yeah. um, but yeah. I I saw him and paid attention and he felt, I think, like a person and not yeah. a number or a, you know, just part of a crowd. Sure. Yeah, it just seemed obvious to me that God had led you to do this, like you mentioned with the the lady with the t-shirts, the two women with the t-shirts, the shirts. Yeah. The miracle or what was the first one again? The, the first one was uh expect a miracle. Uh-huh. And the second one was God's got this. God's got this, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know I was putting myself in your situation, and I I can just imagine myself being so extremely frustrated thinking about me, thinking about how this is going to in- inconvenience me, mm. that I don't think I'd have that much capacity to be worrying about other people. Mm. But you act. You responded differently. You you observed. Uh, what was what was going on, and I think, and you were able to do that. I think because you had set aside set aside yourself, mm-hmm. and as you commented earlier, um, God wants me here for a reason. In during during this delay, and uh, I, I could tell that you reflected also that that what did these what did these people really need, and what what can I do? Mm-hmm. And having a pen, <laughs> just a simple pen. Yeah, it made such a profound difference. I really, I really like that, and and you certainly acted, acted. Um, mm-hmm. Have you had any additional thoughts since that time? And uh, I, I assume you got to Dallas on on time, or <laughs> I got to Dallas by the skin of my teeth. I got there at eleven thirty that Monday night, and I presented the next morning. So um, I made it. I was fine. I didn't have the the time to finish practicing and preparing and being well rested the way I had hoped. But the presentation went very well. The uh-huh. time was was well spent. Um, the other thing that had struck me was that. All the people that I knew were posting frustrations. You know, I can't believe so-and-so airline isn't prepared for this, or this is a terrible experience. And uh, when I was in college many years ago, I worked at O'Hare for an airline as kind of a customer service person, not a ticket Uh agent, but I I would help people find the right person to help them solve their problem, or I'd accompany them to their gate, things like that. And... Traveling is frustrating because especially air travel, so much of it is out of our control. Mm -hmm. And when it's weather related, it's even more so out of our control because the airlines are not obligated to provide any recourse for cancellations. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, the people on the ground at the airport bear the brunt of so much frustration that um, as I sat there thinking, about that travel day too. That was the other thought was I could either post and be another voice in frustration or I could flip the script and and point out the things that 
that were positive about that day, that were good about that day. I got an amazing picture of the sunset with the airplanes in front of it. I mean, I would have missed that if I wasn't still stuck on the ground. So um, yeah, that that was kind of what was going through my head at the time. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great. Great. Well, another interesting thing I find about you, uh, Jen, is that you have a podcast. Can you tell our audience about what that's all about? Yeah, it's called This Mom Knows. And um, lest they think that's very arrogant, it's on this idea that as moms, we've all got it covered together. And so what this mom knows, that mom might not know. And what that mom knows, this mom needs to know. And so it's it's really, it started out as conversations between moms. And um, what I've discovered over time is that there's a lot of I call them mom plus. They're moms who also work from home or homeschool or care for parents. And so um, my strength is finding systems at home that will support what's going on and making them almost automated. So you're not thinking about them. They just sort of happen and they give the structure to support that life that needs to happen. And so um, I'm all about helping moms find the right systems for meal planning or laundry or whatever it is that gives them then the time and energy to do those things that they're called to as a mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you like about doing that? Um, I've always been a connector. I love finding connections, even finding our connection between, you know, having met your daughter so many years ago and you knowing, you know, my dad's cousin. Um, I love connections. And part of that, I love connecting solutions to problems. So when somebody's got a challenge, I don't see myself as a fixer. I'm not coming in and saying, here's what you need to do. But I go, oh, you know what? From my perspective, I'm seeing something you might not. And so here's an idea. And so I love when my perspective can come in and help somebody improve something or find a resource or a, another person that they need to solve that problem that they have. Wow. So that's what I love about it is that it's really a way to encourage and help. Sure. Um, Cause I can't come in and to everybody and help everyone one-on-one. So it's a great way to do it um, with people. I might not even meet in person. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of a book I read um, by Malcolm Gladwell. He talks about that. Uh, connectors i can't think of an it'll come to me later but um it's like three types of people and one of them was a connector and you sound like okay. the, the uh, poster child for being a yeah. <laughs> it's a great great service great great uh, value that you provide people mm. um, thank you so what what prompted you to start the podcast anything in particular or? Well, kind of. Um, My husband and I had a surprise adoption of two little kids um, about six years ago. And through that, I learned, we learned, but I especially learned a lot about relationship. I've always been very task-oriented. I'm a doer. And I suddenly learned that um, there was equal value in being, being present. And that's where Mm. relationship and connection starts. And when you have a biological child, a lot of that happens unseen beneath the surface and you just don't think about it because it occurs. But when you adopt a child and our kiddos were eight months old and 17 months old when they came to us, we had to be intentional in how we connected with them. And so that, that I could see how 
systems could support the space to do that really well so that you were you were being mom and doing what your family needed all at the same time mm-hmm. because sometimes they compete. And so I started a blog to try to encourage moms with that. But I quickly discovered that um, there wasn't enough interaction. I like people. I like talking. I like those connections. And uh, if I give myself a deadline, I'm pretty negotiable on whether or not I'm going to follow through with it. So I flipped flipped it and said, let's do a podcast where we talk to people. And if I say it's going to drop on this day, it's going to drop on that day. And so that gave Mm -hmm. me both the interaction with people that I craved and it gave me a little more external accountability um, as ways to do it. So that's really why the podcast started was because um, writing was too solitary. Mm Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Well, that's a great story. That's a great yeah. story. <laughs> if uh, if our listeners wanted to know more about you and your podcast, uh, where where should where should they go? Yeah. So um thismomknows.com is my website. Um thismomknows.com slash podcast, lowercase p is where they can find all of the um, episodes that I have. And uh, I'm on social media, the links are there as well. But um yeah, pretty easy to find. Uh-huh. Great. Well, thanks so much for your time, Jen. I know you're busy and I want to let you let you get back to what you were doing. And um, again, I just found your comments inspiring about how you were able to set aside any stress that you were experiencing uh, to benefit other people and how mm-hmm. God prompted you to do those things. Yeah. Uh, you well, thank cer- you. Yeah, you certainly reflected his character well, which is one of the themes of themes of our podcast. So Oh, I appreciate it. That's encouraging because sometimes you don't you don't know when you should say something or not say something. And so um, I'm glad it's encouraging to me that this was encouraging to you. And I'm sure it will be to our listeners, too. So thanks again. Thank you. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Okay. I sure enjoyed my conversation with Jennifer, and I hope you did, too. I love how her Facebook post illustrated the aura principle of relationships I've talked about on this podcast. Observe, reflect, act. Aura. Her action at the airport was the result of her reflection on what she observed while waiting all day to catch her flight. Today's episode also makes me wonder how you can use what you've heard today to find more joy in the relationships in your life. I suggest that instead of looking outside of yourself to find more joy in life, look inside and ask yourself, how can I create a small measure of joy for others? By becoming a source of joy for people, you'll create it for yourself. It's an unusual place to find joy, I know, It's counterintuitive, but it works, so give it a try. Here's the main takeaway that I hope you remember from today's episode. To find more joy in life, don't limit yourself to the usual places you go to. Entertainment, sports, family, close friends. These are all sources of joy we draw from, which are all very fine. Instead, though, expand your horizons and see if you can find joy in difficult circumstances by creating it for others, maybe even for complete strangers. 
Because when we create joy for others, we create it for ourselves. In closing, I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show. Enough to try creating a little joy for the people you meet. I'd love to hear how this goes for you, so please contact me with any stories of what you tried doing. Stories similar to what you heard in today's episode. And this is where the new technology comes in that I mentioned earlier. To contact me with the brief stories you want to share, go to this website, podinbox.com forward slash John. That's P-O-D-I-N-B-O-X, podinbox.com forward slash John. There you can record a voice message with your response from either your phone or computer. Include your name and where you're from. It's that simple. Nothing to write at all. I'd love to hear from you. So again, visit podinbox.com forward slash John. I'll then play a few of the responses in a future episode. And who knows, I may pick yours. It will look good on your resume if I do. That website again is podinbox.com forward slash John. Well, that's it for today. If there's someone in your life you think might like to hear what you've just heard, please forward this episode on to them. The link is johnsertalic.com forward slash 180. Or you can scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click on the options in the yellow share this bar. And please don't forget to check out Jennifer Uren's podcast, This Mom Knows. This Mom Knows. You can get it wherever you get any podcast. And while you're at it, spread a little relational sunshine around the people you meet this week. Spark some joy for them. And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye for now. Thank you.